Hello, I'm Claire Cooper. And I'm April Wilde. It's time to kick back, relax, and surrender. Surrender. Welcome to With Intention Podcast, a place where we grow, we flow, we delve deeper, and peel back those layers and just learn a little bit more. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Hello and welcome to With Intention Podcast. So today we're going to be covering all about how to have a positive pregnancy. We're going to be looking at different topics about how you can plan towards a calm and empowered birth experience ahead. Now to get started, I'm just going to ask Claire, we're going to do a little card to pull some intention for our day today. Okay, I'm excited. I love doing things like this. (laughs) Okay, let's have a look. The illusion of perfection doesn't hold me back. Oh, wow. That's good. Yes. Because I think we can often get caught on that perfection, you know, having a perfect birth experience, having that perfect pregnancy. pregnancy. And a lot of, you know, sometimes people don't like being pregnant. Sometimes people, no. well, you can actually talk about pregnancy more. You're How many weeks are you today? I'm 29 and three days, 29 weeks and three days. And how are you feeling? I feel I feel good actually at the moment. I, I do feel like the baby's quite low, so I'm feeling a lot of pressure. Um, but certainly, and it feels lower this time. Mm, yeah, second or third time, you can really feel, yeah, baby kind of like, I think because the womb's been through it before in the uterus, it just kind of relaxes more and softens. So I mean, my belly button, Emma, when it's like a nose. <laughs> I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, it is. It pops uh, out quick. But so quickly. It was, it, I mean, I think I was showing like two or three weeks it literally in two or three weeks, it was really, really bizarre. And I remember speaking to my agent, because obviously I'm an actor, and he said, uh, I obviously had to tell him, because I said, just let's just get to a certain point, because you're always a bit nervous in the beginning, of course, which we can touch on. Um, but I sort of said, uh, I'm showing. He went, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I'm really showing. So um, so obviously going up for jobs, it was a little bit more tricky. And unfortunately, I did get a couple of jobs, but couldn't do them because um, I was too, um, it would not have worked. But anyway, that aside, I'm rambling. My goodness, pregnancy, let's talk about it. Pregnancy, let's talk. Because um, I think there's so many different feelings when people are pregnant. There's so much in our society that makes us feel fearful towards the birth experience that's coming. And I felt it. I mean, I've got three beautiful children now and I'm so grateful, but every single birth experience, you know, fear does come up. Mm. And I'm, I'm a birth worker. I do a lot of, um, I'm a doula. I do a lot of pregnancy preparation work and hypnobirthing. However, it's no surprise because we live in a society that literally, if you turn in on the news, if you watch a film, if mm. you watch one of your favourite episodes of Friends, you might see Rachel there screaming <laughs> in labour, you know. And, and actually, this isn't actually how birth goes you know it's a very natural thing and women are designed to give birth not to say there's a small percentage you know that will have complications Mm. you know I understand that and I respect that but and there is some need for medical intervention it's amazing it's life-saving so I never and I have so much respect for midwives and all the medical team but I think we're living in a world a society at the moment where birth is over medicalized and I Mm. want to touch on that today because I want to attune women back to the fact that they have it in them to give birth in such a calm and empowered state. I mean, for myself, I got um, diagnosed with a really rare heart condition at 32 weeks pregnant, so with my first child. And I'd planned to have a home birth. I'd dived into all the research. I'd read every like book, Ina Mae Gaskin, all this birth like a feminist, all these ones that were out. And um, 
and I felt like I had it in me to, you know, birth at home. But then I was suddenly, this was ripped away from me and it was told, oh, you've got this medical condition, you're high risk, you've got to have a hospital birth. But you know what? I, I owned it. Like I, I, I brought it in all this power and all this learning that I'd done. And I thought, well, I can still have a calm experience and I can still work with the medical team to have this incredible experience. And then I went on to have two amazing home births. So it shows you that anything is in your power, even if you're high risk, even if you've got complications or if you had complications in the past, you know, it's it's your birth experience. Because that's where I am right now. So I am high risk, apparently, mm. um, which is OK, but it's 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 all kind of um, based on science and textbook, not not based on it's sort of the average woman versus the individual, which I'm very aware of. Luckily, I do believe, though, that um, pick your hospital. If you're going to go in the hospital and you, you, you're not choosing a home birth, choose your hospital wisely. Mm. Um, find a place that supports holistic opportunities and choices and, and also places where um, they are forward thinking because there's a real there's a real mixed bag out there, and I, I learned that. And I, I did, I did choose a hospital um, for Ocean. And I did want a water birth. I wanted all those things, and I, I was, I was doing the hypnobirthing, and I had a doula, and then of course the pandemic hit. Yes, and it brought a lot of fear with it. <laughs> so they scared every pregnant woman out there. Mm. Um, we were all scared for many reasons. Um, we were all, you know, we were isolating. We were. We were, we were frightened. We weren't getting the care really that we would normally get. Um, and we were becoming more and more lonely. And I felt very lonely in moments. So I spent most of the last part of my second trimester, all of my third trimester, and pretty much Ocean's first life behind closed doors. And, um, but in regards to the birth with Ocean, um, I went, I was in 40 hours of labor. It was joyful. <laughs> Um, but really, honestly, uh, he was, um, so he, he was coming and then, uh, we went to the hospital and they went, oh, I'm sorry, you're only one centimeter. You're going to have to go home. And I was like, what? Now, just stop there. That is the hardest thing that a woman can ever hear in oh. labor. And I can't tell you how much your body will have gone into shock then. And the fight or flight response would have triggered for you have to, to return from that experience mm. when you're feeling all that sensation. And this shows you that hospital system have such policies that actually, it's amazing once you learn that you could easily go from one centimetre to ten quite quickly. Every woman's different. So that could have had an effect on why your labour was longer. Yeah, It was frustrating. So if you don't get the right team, mm. you might get that. So yeah. then I went home, spent another day, it felt like, in labour, in and out of the bath, like a yo-yo. And the cat was looking at me. She was really concerned. Emma <laughs> um, didn't know what to do. Um, uh, had the TENS machine on in moments. But they were really fast. They were coming very fast. So really... Um, I was speaking to my doula. She was great. But what happened was, Emmett said to me, he said, look, let's just relax. Let's just, you know, watch a film and, you know, watch a film. And I was like thinking, no chance. But he went, what, should we put on a Disney movie? And we never watched Disney movies. And I was like, yes. So we ended up putting on a Disney movie. As soon as I think it was like, I don't know, like 20 seconds into it, my waters went pop. Like literally it was like, I was like, what? And I went, oh, Emma, my waters have just popped here. And, um, but actually Ocean had, had pooped into in my oh, water. Yes. Yeah. So then things changed a little bit. So I spoke to my doula and she was obviously going to meet, she was, she wanted to be with us, but she was trying to navigate it. So she was going to then meet us at the hospital. She said, let me know what you want to do. Do you want me, you know, so we ended up going to the hospital because of that situation. Yes. But then what happened was she called it. 
Now, this is the brilliant thing about doulas. Mm. Um, they're really, really knowledgeable. They are very patient and they have um, such wisdom and grounding, which is beautiful. And she, she literally said, I think your baby is on a nerve mm. and his head, I think, possibly is in the wrong position. Now, she, I have that all documented actually on my phone and I, I went back over it a couple of weeks later and she, she was right. Yeah. Anyway, I ended up in, I did actually progress to eight centimetres, so mm. I did labour. But then his heart rate was dropping. Yeah. He was in distress and it was, it was, you know, they did everything to support me. And I actually said to the surgeon, because I had an emergency C-section in the end, which I burst into tears about. Mm. I was really, really devastated. Um, and I said, look, come over here. I said, listen, if we're going to do this in Scandinavia and other places, they do natural C-sections. Yes, can we do that? Beautiful. And he was listening. And then I said, my other thing is, can we also dim the lights? And my other request, can we do delayed cord clamp, you know, cutting and clamping? I said, that's essential for me. He agreed to that, of course. That's he, great. He was totally respect the benefits of that. He agreed to turning the lights down, but the rest of the team didn't. Yeah, see, that's a really, it's good you had a good consultant then because there's mm. a few things I want to touch on with a cesarean. There's actually something called a gentle cesarean. You can actually uh, plan to have, like, say, the monitors that they put on you on your chest, on your back, so you can have skin to skin with baby straight away, so you can have that nurturing. There's actually, I would say, really powerful to have a doula there present and to practice hypnobirthing, even if for some reason you're planning a cesarean. Um, but it's interesting in the room, you, you were lucky that they did do some of the things you asked, but if it's an emergency, often they just quickly kind of scale past that sometimes. But like you said, it depends on the hospital. Yeah, they were very open. The only thing I found that was really difficult for me, and I'm, I'm not going to go on and on, but it was, um, they did a top-up epidural and I, my friend is an anaesthetist and she says sometimes women, a small percentage, react quite badly mm. to... Uh, a top-up epidural and I did yeah. and my arms were kind of thumping in the air and I couldn't control my body it was convulsing a bit and it was really I didn't like that sensation um but I did say to the anesthetist listen if you have to put me under yeah take me to fantasy land yeah. just <laughs> give me a nice it's interesting <laughs> concoction though, you what know. you said like with um a lot of people don't know what's in store when you have an epidural and things because I have so many friends that like if I get pregnant I'm led to, after all this fear-mongering in society I don't want to rush in for an epidural and have this. And they don't realise. I was with a woman who did go into hospital and she just, out of the blue, I think fear response often happens when you go into the hospital environment, bright lights, different smells. She just panicked a bit. Um, and this is just a friend and she was like, oh, I want one. But then actually, when I told her a little bit about what happened and how the process, often because it, it numbs the whole body, mm. It leaves you actually, you could be in there for a day or two because the whole body stops. Like it, it, you have to just trust that it's going to start on the surges again. Often it just delays labour mm. and it can take ages for your baby to come. But then obviously you had it in a different way for a cesarean. So I understand the importance of that. It's yeah. different. But when people just have it for a natural birth, often it's the opposite because what you're doing, you're going to have to lie on your back. You're going to have to be... Which is the worst position I've heard for giving birth, actually. It closes, it closes yeah, it closes. your pelvis for 40%. So it's up to 40%. Just literally by being, there's this amazing um, doctor that I'd recommend you check out from Australia called Dr. Sarah Buckley. And she says the three top things, private, safe and un unobserved. And if you can mimic that, actually, and just be more open and forward, chances are labour will just start to flow. All the hormones will be working. And I want to touch on this a bit because it's really interesting, you know, and I know you had a very hard experience with your first and like that is 
it's happening so many women um, around the world. I would actually say, I mean, there's a statistic in 2016 in the College of Midwives that says only one in five births had no intervention, <sighs> which is crazy, right? Mm. And let me just do this as a big contrast to this beautiful lady called Ina May Gaskin, who has a birth center in, um, in, is it in the middle of um, America anyway, in this lovely town. And she has a center where people come to have births in these lovely little houses that she makes. And it's called The Farm. Have you heard of Ina May Gaskin? It sounds amazing, though. Oh, you'll, you'll love it. She had a, she's led a movement over the last 60 years. Of, she'd go around just educating the whole of America about positive birth. Now, she basically, in her hospital, so if you look at the standard American hospital or England hospital, it's probably one in three that have C-sections these days. Yep. Always ask, like you said, ask about your hospital, what are their rates? Because you might find that one just down the road is way worse than the one up the road. So anyway, in this place, Ina May Gaskin, she does this book called A Guide to Childbirth. Her, I mean, her C-section rate over, so if you're drawing from 2,000 births in the study, 1.4% and 95% of them were home birth and then like in these birth centre things like at, in these homes that she creates but she has 0% mortality rate wow. in all them births so it's actually we've got this connection in our society that the more intervention we do the safer we are the safer the baby is safer the mother is mm. but it's actually the opposite because we're seeing rises in post-traumatic stress um, in trauma I mean actually it's been said I think it was in even in the NICE guidelines or somewhere it said that in one in three in the UK are having birth trauma and PTSD from that. So it's it's so important, that, you know, and I think that there are situations, like you said, the baby was in a funny position and there are situations when this can happen. However, the hospital systems often don't support no. a more natural route. Say it like maybe Ina May's birth centres, she would have women maybe doing a rebozo work or helping women get into deep squats. And I don't know, even at your point when I don't know what hospital experience you had, but if someone had come in and done some like real deep work or some dance or some encourage you to do some deep movement, you never know. Sometimes you can have a transitional movement for baby just to get into that position. Right. Sometimes it's not the case. Sometimes baby is just kind of Wedged. stuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's to say that should only be in about one to 10% of births. Yeah. And, and that's very, very rare for a baby to get stuck, you know, but what I find is we are getting a society birth completely wrong mm. and we're getting this, this, and it's not to say that you can't have a really powerful, empowered birth in a hospital because you can. I, I did with my yeah, first. You've experienced it. Um, however, I would say that my other ones at home were more peaceful for me personally because I feel like for the hormones to flow most powerfully when you're in your home environment, I mean, like, let me give you this example. So if say, you know, you needed to go to the toilet, mm -hmm. number one or number two, where would you feel most relaxed? Like if a doctor is calling you in and you had this, you're in cubicle in the toilet and you'd kind of prefer to be at home, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, to do, to pass that. So it's no different with birth. And also I see birth as a very intimate experience. Like I see that we should set up the birth space just as if we were like conceiving the babies. Uh, and obviously I know people have IVF and different things, but you'd still make that calm space at home and you'd still like the process when you were trying for a baby. Right. You make that space. It's very calm. It's maybe candles. It's a nest, isn't it's it? It's a nest. So you want to make that, reenact that into that beautiful space when you're giving birth. And yes, you can do that at hospitals. Like it was so funny at my first birth. They'd come in the midwives and be like, it's like a massage, it's like spa in here. They did that with me <laughs> yeah. as well. They went, it smells amazing in here. 
and, and we brought fake candles. And, and because actually the hospital that we chose was very forward thinking, even in the midst of a pandemic, they allowed my doula in. Amazing. Whereas if you went to the others, they wouldn't, they wouldn't allow you in and they, but they valued the, her skill set and what she could bring to the table and her importance. So, um, we made it into a spa. Emma went, this is amazing. It's very relaxing. I mean, I didn't, it, I wasn't in, it wasn't the birth I dreamed of. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay because yeah, he's here. Yeah. Um, but they did support as much as they could. And actually, they really, really, really wanted me to give birth naturally. Yeah. They, two teams came through. They all wanted the same for me. Mm. And they really did honor that. Um, but unfortunately, I was that small percentage and that's okay. I made peace with it. Exactly. And also it's like you, you have to not underestimate the fact that you were in a national lockdown. Right. And the fact that it, I'm not saying, you know, it's your body will have been in a stress response. Everyone was in a fear response. There's so much going on. I'd say actually the cesarean roots and all these were on the increase in tr- and intervention because there was short staff. There was oh. so much going on. And, um, but also sometimes it is life saving and we need right. the cesarean. And I would say, like, I'm so glad that you spoke up and said, because that's such a power in that, because this is the thing. It doesn't matter, you know, like, as long as a woman feels that she makes her own choices, then that is empowering. That is empowerment. Be informed. And I think that's what, if anything, I could say to anybody right now, do your research. Go see what they do in other countries. If you are wanting a hospital birth, let's say, or it happens to go down that route because you've got no choice, mm. do your research. Look at your options because you know what? You might get that gentle cesarean, which changes everything. The delayed cord clamping, all those things that are really, really valuable to you and the baby. And there's loads of doctors out there and consultants that support that. And there's plenty that don't. Yes. Well, it's such a mix. I mean, it's interesting. I was listening to this um, Audible the other day. They were saying like in America, there's a big thing about doulas. It's like there was this conference where they brought up like Meghan Markle, you know, and they said, um, oh, she's going to have a doula and a willow tree and let's see how that goes. And it's like... Making a joke of it. Yeah, at this conference. And it's like, actually, the science backs it up. You know, we're... We've been designed to birth, if you look at any other mammals, in a private, safe space, maybe through the night or wherever that is. And having someone to hold that space is very powerful. So there's this bad rep sometimes with the word doula. And I think consultants are changing a little bit, but in some areas they're very stuck. I mean, it's like, for example, I don't know if you know, in South America, the cesarean rate, I don't know exactly accurate, so don't take me for this. But when I did my hypnobirthing course, they said it's over like 90%. It's like, because they, that's how it's just been conditioned into their society that birth needs to be medicalized. It needs to be the right, you know, you need to just go and have the operation because they've lost that training now. And, and also confidence and, and. It's Brazil, I think. Brazil, actually. And nobody's championing then the, the natural way. And, and I think. Guys, it's major abdominal surgery we're talking about. It's the only surgery on your stomach that they expect you to get up and start feeding and do getting on with your life. Yeah. And and I was quite quite traumatized by it. And and I kept having a little bit of post traumatic stress after, and I kept reliving it. And now I knew how to sort of um, protect myself during that process. I knew I needed to go through it to get out of it, and I was out of it within about three weeks. Um, I wasn't depressed or anything. I just kept reliving the surgery. But you have the tools, like like we were talking about the last episode of manifestation and all these. So, you know, it's great that you have that, you know, you can slowly start to heal yourself back together and take steps in that direct direction. But I have to say, I'm not, if I have to have an emergency C-section ever again, I'm not frightened. It's not, it's not what I want. Yes. So I do want a natural birth. I want, I don't want any intervention. 
I want to be in a pool. Yes. Come on, water birth. I, I mean, want my water birth and I'm going to have those fake candles or whatever and the incense. And Emmett will be my servant yes, in that moment. I love it. He'll be running around, getting all the drinks. Oh, he was amazing. He did fall asleep for quite a while when I was in labour, but he went, oh, this this floor's heated. And I'm thinking, no, it's summer. It's probably just hot. Love it. Well, my husband, for my first two, was sleeping most of the time through it because we were at home for most of it before we went to hospital for the first one. And actually it calmed me because just seeing him asleep, I was like, oh, I'm relaxed. I'm relaxed. And I woke him up when it was time to go, but... I think that's great. The more relaxed you can both be together and just have fun. I always say to people, and don't take it too seriously. Mm. And like, it's so good that this time around, a lot of women, you know, it's powerful. You're choosing to have a natural birth after having a cesarean because a lot of them just recommend a cesarean after. Yeah. And it's great that you're looking at a vaginal birth now. So let's touch on like how to get into that, how Space. to start yeah. preparing for a natural calm. Actually, it doesn't even need to be always natural, but a really calm and empowered birth. I mean, for me, I see birth like you shouldn't just turn up on the day and think that you can just wing it because birth is like a marathon. It takes all of our inner strength to get through it. It's going to be really, you know, tough, but then empowering at the same time. And I actually would say I really enjoyed my births. Um, I know I'm not like everyone does. I know that's not the case, but I'd done a hell of a lot of preparation. Now, just like you, you know, if you're going to run a marathon, if you just turned up on the day, how would your legs feel if you just ran that with no training? I mean, you would be a mess. You'd be in bits, pain all over your body, shivers. Now, birth's no different. You've got to prepare yourself. And the reason I say that is because it's all about the science of the body. It's not like you actually, it's the opposite of what we do in everyday life. We need to turn off this neocortex brain, this new brain, and go back to our old brain of thinking, which is the limbic system, which is where all our hormones come into play. So we're starting to actually shift back to what other mammals do at birth. Now, if you've ever seen a video of an animal giving birth... They're so peaceful. You know, there's no noise, there's no screaming, well, a little bit of grunting and things, but it's you don't see them like in shock, like tense body. It's very like they're relaxing. How do you get your body to that relaxed state? Because I remember the surges. At first, I thought, I can handle this. Yes. And some women progress so quickly, they don't even know they're at eight centimetres mm. before you know it. But mine were just so... Yeah. Now, it could have been the fact that he was on the nerve and he was hitting like sideways and that's what I was feeling. That's my only thing. How do I get to a really, really relaxed mm -hmm. space so I can breathe through those surges and welcome them and use my breath work? What do I do? Okay. So, um, well, it all starts with a little bit of preparation that you can do daily. There's, if I draw a bit on hypnobirthing, even though I, in my birth preparation, I use a tools from all across different cultures and all things, but really we want to start just getting attuned to our body. So we want to start to practice the breath work that we might use at birth. So there's a few techniques in hypnobirthing they do, um, or just yoga breathing. We can do like upward breathing and downward breathing to connect to the different stages of labor. So that's something people might want to go and research. Mm -hmm. There's visualization, which is very powerful. So really visualizing what you want in, even when I had a hospital birth, I visualized the labor ward being really empty and everything flowing smoothly, getting my water birth because there's only two rooms available. I remember at the hospital I was at and being very clear, you know, on you don't have to be, it doesn't have to be a controlled thing. Just like really see and feel what, how you'll feel in that moment, like relaxed and comfortable. And then it's doing all the other work around it. So you can do your daily relaxation sessions. So this is what I find powerful. And you're so lucky whoever's listening if you're pregnant because 
when I back when I was like eight years ago, pregnant my first time, there wasn't much available no. online. Now you go on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere on YouTube, you can download, you know, affirmations just to listen to in the car or relaxations. Or you could even do your own mm. as well. You could, if you feel like you don't want to hear somebody else's affirmations, but you want to write your own down, you could record your own possibly or just say your own. Exactly. That's very powerful getting into the subconscious mind because this is what we're doing. So we are retraining our subconscious mind and actually coming from your own voice is even more powerful. So if you recorded yourself saying, you know, I uh, welcome, you know, each sensation, it connects me to my baby or I feel calm and relaxed and ready for my upcoming birth or whatever it is. And you just said a few and you listen to them each morning. What it does, it starts to, at first we might think, oh, you know, God, this is rubbish, this is wishy-washy. But it, it's not, it's actually scientifically proven like any athlete in the world, you know. Mm. I know a lot of athletes have worked with a lot of clubs and things. They all do mental visualization exercises and affirmation work and, and really reprogramming their mind to get into a state of, like, I can see myself doing really well in this game or whatever it is. So for us, it's seeing ourselves feeling very, seeing ourselves being really relaxed and trusting and surrendering. That's what we're visualizing. We've got all these layers like an onion and we're peeling back all this conditioning, what you heard as a child, what your mum and dad told you about your birth. And and I start to say to women, it's all about the language you use, you know. So power of language and hypnobirthing is big. So how do you talk about your birth? You know, do are you kind of going, oh, I feel so tired today. Oh, my baby's just like, I'm not sure. Like, oh, you know, like kind of in that negative mindset. Starting to talk, like, even if you're not feeling that great, the more you start to train your body to be like, I am healthy, I am happy, my baby's healthy, my baby is is moving with me, we're flowing together. and That's perfect. Oh, just, you know, yeah, yes. Reeling it off here. So, you know, you can just, you, you just connect to that. And it, it might feel a bit strange at first, like, oh, but then your mind will start to change. And actually, like we said in the last episode, you can start to change your rewiring of your brain a bit, actually. So that 17 seconds that I yeah. I mentioned in the previous uh recording that we did that maybe if we sat in that space of that ideal birth that we want mm. I've got mine in my head right now I know what I want and we have those affirmations and the sensations and and that moment when you can hold your baby or you pull your baby out or yes. however it yeah. is you can feel it and you can feel the water or you can feel the sheets or the floor Smile, or the, the grass yeah. or whatever it is that, that your birth is going to be mm. um, you can feel really connect with those sensations. We are sponsored today by Supernova Living, an amazing wellness powder that is packed full of adaptogenic herbs and proteins. It's got red maca, wild chaga, ashwagandha, and so much more. I literally in the morning just shake it up with my gorgeous almond milk and it's just fresh and ready for the day to get you feeling plant powered and ready. So if you want to try this amazing organic powder, just head over to supernovaliving.com and use the code with intention to get your 20% off. Enjoy everyone. I mean, there's, um, a lot of people get a bit unsure about birth plans because they think it's too set in place as well. But I think they're really powerful. It's like you're putting out a document that's like, oh, this is a dream birth I'd like. But you can keep it quite open. Like on mine, I put, um, you know, we're a hypnobirthing couple, but we're, we understand that birth flows in different directions. However, I would love to have this and this. And I'd like for you to speak in this kind of language. So I even put on my birth plan, it's make it into just an A4 document so it's easy for the midwives right. to read. It's not like this long passage. <laughs> and you can even do it with the pictures now, which yes. is really cool, this app you can use. And 
I, this was like eight years ago now. And they, I said on it, um, I don't want you to use the word push. Mm. Please say, I breathe, please breathe your baby out. So this midwife came in, one had gone off on a shift because she'd had a long 24 hours. The lady came in, she was like, Oh, wow, April. So breathe your baby out, you know, just, just breathe into your body. And I was like, Oh my gosh, actually listening to my birth plan. And I think you're putting some clarity on a page. It might not have gone perfectly, you know. But it's still giving some tips for what, so they understand what you want. Yeah. So they might pair you up as well with a midwife that's more open to these more calm practices. I mean, in my birth pool, in room, did you did you do a pool birth? Yes. Well, no. I, River, no so interestingly, I arrived at the hospital. You know, I visualized right, right, empty ward, and then went into the pool room and. Um, I set it all up, like you said, candles and beautiful lights. I even put a sarong, they say this in hypnobirthing, over the clock, so I couldn't time check. It's very important to get a, a disconnect from time when you're oh, giving birth because you want to go back. And the more that women progress through birth, the more they go more primally into that limbic brain. Like I said, it's in a mm. primal response. So you're less talking, less chatting, less moving even. You'll actually go into like this wow, like powerful state. Like actually, it seems like you're not you because you're really primal. Um, so for me, um, I had the water there, but I made the mistakes. It was my first time. I jumped straight in the water, right? And I probably was about six centimeters. It's actually really good to save the water till last. So best till last. So what, how, how, what, what, how many centimeters would you say? So, yeah. So we're going from a scale of zero all the way to 10 to yeah. 10, you're going through or eight to 10, you're going through transition into the second stage of labor. So I would say, when your contraction is getting really thick and fast, so, you know, like a minute apart and you're like, oh, I, you, well, it's when you get to a point where you feel like I can't cope with this, you know, I'm feeling like, wow, this is getting really intense. I need something more. Like I'm getting to the point where I'm like, oh my gosh, wow, like this is so full on. So you get then into the pool because it takes that that pressure off and it might feel, so as we're in this primal state and we get deeper and deeper into labour, you actually, it's really hard to move positions. So you mm. might remember this. Even someone saying, right, come on, let's get you, you know, let's lie on the sofa or come and sit on the toilet and squat or something. You're like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> but you really need to encourage yourself because once you encourage yourself, if you get up and get into a squat or try and get into the pool, even that motion of using gravity will push more on cervix. Right. The baby will push down and it'll start that positive feedback loop and more lovely hormones yes. flowing through the body, the pituitary glands, uh, stimulated and all these things are happening so you want to keep in that loop so actually movement in labor is really good and to change position so get into this pool and it'll feel hard for the first five minutes you're like i'm in a new environment but then you just suddenly go oh, and it takes all the weight of you mm. and all you just start to relax into it and then that i would say save the water till the last not to say that some women might want to get in and then get out but it's good to save till last because it's it builds up that momentum to go Right, this is where I'm this actually going to birth the baby now. And it triggers your mind to go, oh, this is what I visualise. I'm here. I'm ready now. And another really top tip I'd say is try and go to the toilet really regularly when you're giving birth because it's something that I didn't do in my first. No one really told me, actually. No midwife even said. Um, but once you do that and you relieve any space from the digestive system and the bladder, it makes baby come down quicker and also it frees up any nerve tension. Oh. So it's very powerful. And you also feel even just that little pushing sensation of going for a wee or trying to go for a wee. Yep. Pushes baby down lower and it just drops that weight. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm kind of excited. Um, <laughs> I'm not fearful because I'm thinking, well, you know, this is just the part of the next chapter, but I'm really going to apply a lot of those points because I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't even thought I would have been jumping in the pool from the get go going, okay, let's get in. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's great because it's there, but also other like, let me think of some more techniques. There's so many things you can do, like pregnancy yoga is very powerful throughout mm. pregnancy. And, but also this somatic work. I actually went to a t- retreat last week on somatic um, movement. And so I, it's actually really well known that when we birth or at the end of death, because there's actually something called a death doula as well, and a birth doula is very interesting. We draw on all of our strength, you know, everything. We all have it within us. And I know that you can fully birth naturally. Every woman can. Sometimes we come up with a few little tweaks along the way. But baby's always made, unless you have some medical condition, to your body, to fit your body and your size. Now, when you're in this beautiful state of strength, things will flow. Now you can practice in your pregnancy trying to get into this strength. And there's some exercise, I did it with my, because I'm on call at the moment, actually. My lady um, is 39 weeks. Wow. I'm so excited. And she, it's her third baby. I was doing this with her yesterday. So we do exercise like, you know, when you hold your hands out really out to the side, imagine we were pushing our hands out. You can even do it now. Yep. And you're lifting your hands out and then you start to circle them. Yep. Now, it might not feel like anything at first. So you've got your hands straight, you're circling them in little directions keep doing that for like 15 minutes or 20 minutes. It's agony. And you'll get to a point where you're like, my arms need to stop. Now, this is it. We're breaking through these, you know, layers of my mind telling me, overthinking, I need to stop, need to stop, need to stop. Same with like the ice cube experiment. So if you put an ice cube on your hand and just hold it there and you'll reach a point when you're like, I can't, I can't go on, but you can. We all have it within us. Mm-hmm. We have to move past the discomfort. And we're so built in our society to get everything hand, like not get everything handed. That's a bad word to say, but you know, like, I mean, in terms of physical stuff, like Amazon deliveries and, you know, like, um, that we've got the choice of having cafes everywhere and shops everywhere. And back in the old days, it was totally harder. different. We got emails so easy. So it's a bit more easy. Like everything's accessible, washing machines and all mm. this stuff. So we don't have to do as much going into that. Actually, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are listening that might have to go through that on a daily, like more resilient work. But this, we can draw upon that. Any struggles you've been through in your life, draw upon that and start to build through your strength. And in pregnancy, we need to practice these things to build strength within us so that when it gets to your day that you give birth, it flows. And you can start embodying that strength and all those calm practices you did. So when I do a relaxation with anyone, that is the kind of state I want them to be in when they're giving birth. And if you look, I've done my, I had a videographer at my birth, my third, and what was amazing, actually, it was my longest birth I've ever had. And every birth was so different. I was at home and I just treated it like any other day. You know, like I woke up in the morning and my labour started, which was a first for me. And I just like, was like, oh, should we go for a walk with the kids? I had a strong feeling, you know, Mm. this is coming. But no need to panic, no need to med. Oh my gosh, I need to go get, I need to ring the midwife. It's just like, okay, this is natural. I went on a lovely walk up the cloud near where I live and we came back. Luckily, it was, uh, I'd booked in a reflexologist that day. Amazing. So that really helped. And I'd really recommend that as well. Have yes. a reflexologist early labor, powerful. And in the last few weeks, so that brought, and every, actually every pregnancy I've had, I've had the reflexologist a few days before to do a bit of labor induction, which is mm. very powerful. And for me, I was at 42 plus two, um, you know, weeks. So it was like, I did have midwives calling me going, oh my goodness, mm. this is a bit worrying. But I'm a massive believer that your body knows, or well, your baby knows when the time's right. And we're so stuck on dates in our society that due dates, 
Oh, I mean, 4% of births are on the due date. It's crazy. I know. It's the gestation of a human is just so, di- it's so diverse. It's very hard to pinpoint. Whereas with some mammals, you know exactly what yeah. it is. But they still haven't figured it for humans. It's so interesting because it's like a full-term pregnancy is anywhere from 37 weeks to 42. Right. So anywhere in there is classed as a healthy pregnancy. So why do we now, the NICE guidelines have just changed it back. So you have to get induced a week earlier now. So they've changed it a little bit of the rules. So now when you get to... 40 weeks I think with your first time baby you're recommended to be booked in for an induction if your second time baby they'll let you go to 41 weeks I think this is it but double check but they've changed it so really they're booking in more inductions and these inductions one in three have inductions are the cascade of intervention so a lot of women don't know when you go in for an induction, it's not just an easy ride and your baby comes no no (laughs) it's actually like what's interesting once they start giving you the drugs the hormones the fake hormones the syntocin that they give you can't pass through the blood-brain barrier. Very interesting. So you don't get any calming effects with this. You get an increase of surges and contractions, but you don't get any of the calming effects. But if you were to go into labour naturally, all your body would produce these beautiful hormones, concoction of hormones around your body, and you'd be having a pleasurable experience. Whereas once they intervene... It sets it on this, like, your body's playing catch-up to try and catch up. It's almost with. like a downward spiral, really, isn't it? And not for everyone, but a high percentage, it's, it's yeah. you know, once they intervene, it's you're not going to get the birth, really, that you wanted. And it's actually even more painful. Exactly. And this is it. I mean, and for me, I just think once I've had this empowered experience, I like, at least I get so excited. I know, I know. You're so passionate. I'm I so love passionate. that. It's because that once I've been through it and I've had a hospital birth, I've had a home birth, and I think to see the difference and have my third birth at home, Literally, I went on a walk. I had reflexology. We cooked a massive roast dinner. Mm. I'm, I'm actually plant-based. So we did, it was hilarious, actually. Chris, my husband was doing a big roast watermelon because we had no other stuff in the fridge. I've never roasted a watermelon Honestly, before. With amazing herbs all over it. It was the best thing. We need to do a podcast on yes. roasting watermelons. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so funny because he just made me laugh coming out with this roast watermelon with loads of red veg and vegan sausages That's for the brilliant. kids. And so anyway... I was like ravenous eating loads, which wasn't like my other births. And I just, I went on a walk in our garden and I was, it was beautiful. And it progressed all the way till the night. So it was about 25 hours in labor. Wow. And I, baby was back to back. And I knew that because very connected with my body in the last few weeks, baby was kicking me all at the front in my belly. So, but I was peaceful at that. A lot of women would have panicked and thought, oh my God, my baby's back to back. And I just knew that that's how we needed to be. And I didn't know the sex as well. So it was all exciting, like, we just carried on through the night. My little boy went to bed. My little girl went to stay up. Mm-hmm. So a dealer arrived. The photographer arrived. And then it all just started to flow. Don't don't get me wrong. There were times. There'll always be times in a birth you doubt yourself, you know, a little bit. And there was one time where I was just like over the ball and I was swaying and it was getting so quick and fast. They were like coming every 30 seconds. And I was going, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this, you know. And I needed, if I didn't have my doula and Chris, my husband there going, Yes, just keep breathing. You know, and someone just reminding me because you, the support you have when you're in birth is the key. Because yes, you can do all this preparation work, but your mind will just be focused on the sensation and the breath. You need someone else to guide you. And, you need someone yeah. else to remind all them things that you wanted, all that lovely music, the candles. You're not going to be there running around putting all these things out. You know, you need a doula or someone there to go, Oh, yes, you wanted me to massage your back. Oh, she wanted um, the tens machine on. Oh, you know. So that was interesting. And then Chris just like looked at me in the eye like, you, you've got this, you know. And then my little girl, bless her, mm. came down in a swimming costume. She ran upstairs and she just goes, mummy, let's jump into the pool. Oh my goodness. And it was like she knew. It was interesting. And then I thought, no, no, I need the toilet. 
So I tried again because I kept trying to walk to the toilet and I made it halfway there and had to go into a squat. And I thought, this baby's coming. So oh my I goodness. jumped into the water and then it just relaxed me and it calmed all the surges. And I was like, okay, leant over the side and it like gave me a break. So I must have been going through transition because I was doubting myself, which often... Is the point when... Yeah, you, you do. Know, when it, Yeah. And also something that my doula said to me, I don't know whether you do this with your your clients, but... Um, she was like, choose your music wisely, have your slow stuff, mm-hmm. but then have a real think about some really empowered, <laughs> fast paced dance music, dance music, or whatever it is that you just think, no, I'd never turn that on. <laughs> you probably will because you need the momentum. Sometimes you do. You like, it's calm, nice at the start. And then if you're feeling like you're losing track or you just need to get up and baby's not progressing, it's mm-hmm. good to have a good shake. Actually, mammals in the wild, if they're ever stressed and there's ever fear coming in, they just shake. And this is a big one. We've got to look at science in our body when we're giving birth. So there will be little triggers of fear that come up. You know, you might have a, I don't know, if you're at home birth, you might have a postman knock on the door or the midwife arrive. Or even if you're hospital, you're walking in the hospital and you see a bright light or people in the way as you go in the entrance. There's always going to be triggers, but we have to constantly go back to what I mentioned earlier, this positive feedback loop. Now, what is that? That is the flow of hormones. That's the flow of oxytocin. That's the baby stimulating that by pressing down on the cervix. Now, we can only be in one or the other. So we will drift to the to the negative if we have a fearful episode, like a doctor walking in. But then just we need to remember the person around us that's supporting us. Oh, we can bring that back and that might be the time. Get some nice empowered music on, get right. her up, upright and just let her tune off from what's going on if they're talking about her or something because get her present, get her back in the space. And music has a powerful effect on that. It's interesting because I'm, I'm obviously talking to the same hospital that I birthed ocean if that's the route we end up going down and I know that I'm a feedback obviously because Mm. I had a a c-section and they are so driven to give me a natural birth and the the midwife who's in charge of the ward she was like I'm going to be covering this that's amazing I've got your back and you are not going to be speaking to a million different people about what your needs and wants are I'm going to be doing that Mm. I'm going to be making sure that you are so focused on giving birth naturally and getting the birth that you deserve and want so I'm kind of like okay that's that's good to know that she's more of a holistic she's sitting in the holistic camp although obviously she's probably got consultants and all the medical stuff all over her but what I am doing at the moment and I have been doing all the way through my pregnancy is acupuncture Oh, amazing. And reflexology. And I did it to conceive. I won't, I feel like that's another podcast for us, mm. fertility, actually, which I'd love to talk about because it's a long one, a lot to talk <laughs> about. Um, but actually, I've done acupuncture all the way through. And it's finding the right person that understands the, the different points. Um, so I will book in for acupuncture and it's followed by reflexology. And I would do that every other week. And it's, it's actually a little bit of me time because I'm not a very pampered woman. I'm not one that goes to the hairdressers or get my nails done. I've just never been that person, although I, I do like those things. <laughs> um, and, you know, and I, I've really felt that it's sort of, there was a study done in Tennessee a couple of years ago, was it 2016, I'm not sure. Um, but they found that 50% of, I think it's, yeah, it's 50%, it, it, it stops miscarriage, acupuncture, but that is not based on hospital studies or scientific studies. So please be aware of that. Um, you know, disclaimer, this is just a study that was done in Tennessee, but the data they collected showed that by having acupuncture from the very beginning, which I did, 
all the way through. I felt like it kept everything lifted. It's the energy, isn't it? It's the chi, like the yeah, flow keeping of the chi up. Yeah. yeah, and there's so much around that. And actually, a lot of hospitals encourage that, not only just for pregnancy. I'm talking for like back injuries, which I've had, and you know, and all these other things that people problems people have and ailments. They actually encourage you to go and get acupuncture and, and mix a bit of the east and the west together. Um, but certainly, I've, I was speaking to my um, my lady who does my reflexology and my acupuncture, and I said, "Okay, I really want to give birth naturally, so we're going to have to work together and really get those pressure points. Um, I don't want any intervention. Mm. Um, so you know, so we're, we're, we're hatching a plan at the moment. Dates are going to go in, Amazing. and I actually did end up stimulating Ocean to come because they were already on me on the phone to give me inductions because I went to forty one and. I think five days yeah, and they were already on me because he was my, my first. And, um, they were sort of saying, well, look, do all your, because they were very supportive of my choices. They went, go and do all your holistic, mm. but let's just keep talking. Let's keep this dialogue open, which I know it's not like that for every hospital or every person you're speaking to. So ladies, choose your hospital. If you're going down that route, choose that that hospital wisely and team. If you're going down the home route, choose your doula and your midwives um, selectively and positively. Those women want you to have home birth. And, you know, if you're lucky enough to book April, <laughs> I'm going to be hounding her in a minute. Um, you know, you have choices. That's what I, I guess I'm trying to say. You have choices, whatever they're going to be. And listen to the experts, listen to the people around you, but also be informed there's a really good book actually called Am I Allowed? It's the best. It's aimed so it's like the incredible talk about what I'm allowed in pregnancy. And it's actually everything. You can choose everything you want and work with the team. Because like you said, the midwives want you to have a really positive experience. You know, I have, I think midwives are incredible and I'm hearing loads. We do a monthly, um, on every second Tuesday, uh, every second Thursday of the month at Wild and Wild, my cafe, we do a free positive birth group. And I've seen. For five years now. It's crazy how long it's been going. And a few ladies, it was really lovely last week that they were saying that their midwives are now doing more one-to-one. So they even say, oh, actually, you can take my number. And I mean, I don't know if it's official, but they say, oh, I really want to try and be at your birth. And I want to, consistency of care. I know this is quite rare because yes. in these days, everyone, you know, there's a lot of overstaff- like understaffing and lots of stress going on in the hospitals. But I'm seeing come out of the, like, the woodwork that people do, even midwives want to do that one-to-one care. It's just the hospital systems that don't allow it. Well, it's the suits behind it. Let's get real. We know every everything's an organisation, yeah. um, but the people in it are people that, my tummy's rumbling, <laughs> the baby wants food. Um, but, you know, the, the people there, there's a, there's a huge percentage, and I know a lot of them because they're my friends, and they care about their patients, just as the doulas do at home and the, the midwives that are going to help you birth at home. They all want you to have that, that positive birth. I think that's it, and just you go ahead and do the research and just learn where your rights are and what you can choose to have and start to put steps in like we've talked about today on planning to have a really calm and empowered birth ahead and just like I was mentioning about my birth story I never thought in a million years I'd have end up this beautiful birth with my little girl actually was the one who caught the baby (gasps) which was just incredible and I've got the video for life and it's like like it's you can have anything you want and actually they were so supportive with me, the team and um, and having a doula there and all these things. And you can have the birth of your dreams. Just start to put the little preparation works in. Keep visualizing, keep positive and, you know, get started on doing the practices because yes. the practice makes kind of 
everything better. That's me told. (laughs) We'll have to do a relaxation after this. I've really enjoyed this chat, April. Thank you. I feel really informed. Oh, thank you, Claire. It's been nice. (laughs) If you've enjoyed listening to With Intention, why not give us a fabulous rating? Help us connect with more like-minded people like yourselves and build out our fabulous community. Or subscribe to our podcast and you'll never miss an episode. 